I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. A longtime regular in terms of commentator, uh, Daniel Cotter, he's going to be good doing an ongoing series with us of interviews uh, going forward, which we're really excited about. I love his I love his commentaries and articles over at the Price of Business Digital Network, and we've asked him recently to come on uh, regularly to do uh, actual interviews with me, and I'm, I, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, as a lawyer who started out of college as an accountant and passed the CPA exam, Daniel Cotter tries to use that knowledge and business acumen to truly partner with legal clients. He also spent more than 16 years of his 27 years as a lawyer in-house. Clients want to have pragmatic, digestible, understandable information and advice, and that's what Daniel's all about. Uh, I'm telling you, in this world of uh, really reaction uh, rather than proaction, um, an attorney in the in the proaction area is crucial. He graduated with honors in accounting from Monmouth College and a law degree with honors from the John Marshall Law School. So we're glad to have him. You can learn more about him, of course, at howardandhoward.com. That's howardandhoward.com. Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love talking to Daniel Cotter. Someone I, I, I often get great feedback on. Uh, he's, he, he brings such interesting perspective to every segment. He's an author of a fascinating book that uh, I, I don't always remember to mention every uh, every time. It's kind of hard, you know. Sometimes time is an issue, but I always like to mention it uh, because it's extremely interesting. And in fact, he's done commentary for us when it comes to the topic of the Supreme Court. I'm going to ask him to talk real quickly about that book before we get into our topic today, and also uh, give his website a little more about his practice. Welcome, as always, Daniel. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, the book is called uh, the, the Chief Justices, The 17 Men Who Have Sat in the Center Seat, and uh, it really was intended to be uh, an accessible book for lawyers, non-lawyers, and really a, a look at history through something that's not probably been done through the chief justice seat. There's been 17 men who have held that seat. The current is, is Chief Justice uh, John Roberts, and, uh, and uh, we brought that in 2019. Uh, my, my practice is at uh, Dickinson Wright. I'm a, a corporate attorney, do a lot of transactional work, as well as privacy and cyber, kind of an eclectic mix of things. And I'm at Dickinson Wright PLLC, and the website's Dickinson-Wright with a W, dot com, Dickinson-Wright.com. Yeah, and sometimes we ought to do a, we ought to do a series based on your book uh, because some of my favorite stories about the history of government come from your book. There's a great line from Dwight Eisenhower, and they said, uh, you know, what do you think about your, how do you assess your presidency? And he said, really, I think in the entire time I was president, I only made two major mistakes. Both of them serve on the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, there's great stories like that. John Jay, one of the contributors, one of the writers of the Federalist Paper, calling for a very strict view of, uh, you know, of what government could do, was a huge disappointment to Jefferson, who, who did not appoint him, uh, but made decisions that seemed like it went rubbed against the, uh, both the spirit and the letter 
of, uh, of the Federalist Papers that Jay had contributed to. There's tons of stories like that. There are. Yep. Yeah. Sure. That it'd be great content. All right. So one of the things we love about what you do uh, is that you are a trusted advisor to your clients. You, you, you sit in that role. You see that as part of your perspective. Uh, I love the old saying: "An ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure." And especially if you're talking about legal issues, especially when you look at the time and cost involved in that. And so that's really at the heart of what you do. Um, one thing all businesses think about at some point, and really should think about it sooner rather than later, because circumstances can happen that really force your hand, and that is succession. Who's going to be next? Uh, we can say, oh, this, this executive is only 50. He's got plenty of years left. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know. So you've got to plan accordingly. And so succession is a really important topic, and uh, that's what we're going to focus on today. Kind of give us the uh, a panoramic overview before we get into some of the details. Sure. Like I said, a lot of a lot of my clients and, and businesses in general uh, are smaller that, that have founders still at uh, important roles in leadership. And one of the things that is always a challenge, uh, given uh, tax ramifications, given a lot of other factors, is, is trying to structure uh, the uh, benefits and the and the handoff of the company, uh, so to speak, uh, to either current workers or to a third party that will continue the legacy. And so, uh, business advisors oftentimes uh, come to advisors, whether it's business appraisers or their accountants or their lawyers kind of late in the game and say, okay, I'm ready to exit. I want to exit in six months. And there's a lot of effort that goes into that. And I always like to use the example of a giant company, Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, Warren Buffett is in his eighties, I believe he uh, lost his, his uh, co leader, uh, Charlie Munger uh, recently uh, who died in his 90s and uh, was, was a leader uh, with Warren for many years. Uh, but that, that saga of, of Berkshire Hathaway uh, succession planning has, has been going on. There's been hints over the years. It sounds like now there's, there's a formal uh, person that's going to take over, uh, but we don't know when. Um, and the reason for this is, is many fold. I mean, especially for smaller businesses, Kevin, uh, where it's, where it's uh, uh, relationship driven, where it's personality driven, a lot of services, industries, consulting, uh, things of that nature, uh, they need to plan this. And, and part and parcel of this, um, and, and what I want to talk about as well, is, is, is not only succession planning for leadership, but also kind of wealth transfer. And we can talk about the exemptions that currently apply. But a lot of these individuals are also trying to figure out uh, their estate planning purposes so that they don't give too much money to the federal and or state uh, tax collectors. Yes, yes. And uh, you have to think about that. You know, and, and unfortunately, succession is, uh, you know, about much, as much fun as talking about long-term care insurance or life <laughs> insurance. We like to often think we're going to live forever. And, uh, you know, and so what ends up happening is that a lot of people and a lot of businesses keep punting and punting uh, until um, the opportunity to do some really helpful planning has already been undermined just by time. 
And so this stuff is really crucial. And so you, as someone who strives to be a trusted advisor, talk a little bit about how you approach this with your clients. Sure. And one of, one of the things that we should talk about is that uh, the, the tax laws in the United States, they, they tax all wealth at 40% that we give away, whether we're alive or dead, to anyone other than our spouses. Uh, there's a government exemption that's been in place at the U.S. level for U.S. citizens. There are certain exemptions about the tax-free. And one of the things that I think the listeners should uh, realize and note is there's there's a, an impending deadline. Um, in the past 20 years, the, the exemption has been between $1 million and $5 million adjusted for inflation. It was never above $5 million per spouse if you're married until President Trump and, and Congress passed the tax reform in 2017. They increased the lifetime exemption to $10 million. Uh, just for inflation, that exemption is now $13.6 million, and it'll go up again in 2025. But what happens is it falls off a cliff on January 1st, 2026, uh, to $5 million, again, adjusted for inflation. And th- this has really been a political football. Uh, there's some bills pending in Congress that probably won't go anywhere that lower the exemption to $3.5 million. And so a lot of uh, uh, state and trust folks and, and succession planning uh, specialists at, at various law firms, including mine, are really working with their clients to figure this out ahead of the exemptions, uh, uh, grandfathering, so that uh, people can, can adjust for this. And like you said, these are not topics that are uh, taken lightly uh, life insurance and long-term care and and uh, final life decisions and 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 kind of uh, the, the fact that we're going to all die uh, are, are topics that most people don't want to really engage in but i would encourage uh, folks to really look at these types of issues now and and take steps to address the the, the you know likelihood at this point uh, that, that that our Congress, which we've talked about before on this show, Kevin, that, that really has not been very active in the last decade or so. Um, it, 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 it's unrealistic to think uh, that that a, a good compromise will be reached ahead of oh, yeah. uh, 2026. But uh, we got a presidential election in, in the fall, and, and then we'll have another congressional change in 2026. So um, it's just interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, unfortunately, in my opinion, uh, I, by, by the way, I'm an I'm an equal opportunity hater <laughs> of both parties. So don't say, oh, he's a Democrat. No, I'm not. Actually, in fact, I worked on the Reagan campaign, uh, showing both my age, um, but my my roots uh, back when uh, politics was still somewhat normal, and uh, I've worked a lot in the uh, conservative side which is now not conservative, in my opinion. The prevailing views don't look like conservatism to me. And so it's very, uh, very difficult. But, you know, there's a huge number of Republicans who take pride in the fact that they don't get laws passed. They have a very broad view that all laws are bad laws, which, you know, why be a lawmaker? <laughs> Go be something else. Don't be a lawmaker. And, uh, you know, I, I know when, they, when Jim Jordan was trying to become speaker, uh, those who supported him talked about how great of a legislator he was. Well, 16 years in Congress, and he never got a single bill passed. How's that a great legislator? And so, and again, the Democrats, they have their own problems. And my only point here is 
good luck in getting anything to address this tax. Furthermore, in the history of uh, these laws that are always dated in turn, you know, have expiration dates, always, never in the history of these laws has one been given an extension before they expired. They've always expired. And that's just the history. That, that's the nature of the beast. And in fact, uh, uh, the worst thing that could happen for the Republicans is that they figured out how to do an extension uh, because of the fact that uh, this could be one of the issues, obviously, uh, Trump will be running on, or whoever is the Republican nominee. That's that's exactly right. And, uh, and, and again, it'll, uh, it, it'll depend on who's in Congress. And uh, we've got a uh, not only the presidential election, but we have uh, the uh, congressional, the senators changing, and uh, House of Representatives. And so, yeah, they'll, like you said, I uh, like like every time, um, these things always expire, and then they they get uh, modified if they do, and they go, uh, they get retroactively applied. But uh, there will be some uncertainty for a period of time in that uh, period. So. Uh, so again, it's important, I think, to you know plan uh, for for the worse or, or plan for the expectation that uh, this may go away. And again, there are, there are a variety of, of uh, ways to minimize the exposure uh, that that uh, trusted advisors that really specialize in succession planning and and, and business uh, su- succession as well uh, can help. Yeah. Navigate. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel Cotter, always love having him on the program. Show show regular, personal favorite, show favorite. Uh, love having you on, buddy. Look forward to our next segment. Give that website one more time as we wrap it up. Sure, dickinson-right.com. Yeah, Thank make you. sure you check that out. I am Kevin Price. You are listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.